welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here. It is the Fret Talk podcast. This is the podcast that never happened. So this is episode number 90, and it was supposed to be scheduled for the live cast, but we had so many technical difficulties that it was not possible. So this is our bonus little uh, regular cast, but also kind of live. You are here with your host. It's Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, as per usual. Say hi, me. Hello. Um, you are here with Mr. Ayrton Tracy. Well, All right, geezer. I'll read. Great. And you are here with Mr. Matt Quine. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yeah. Hey. Oh, it's beautiful. Never gets old. It's Never a, gets it's old. It's a beautiful thing. It, I mean, the fact that we get it, like, no, that's how people refer to us on the internet. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But it always makes me giggle, especially when... Like people who listen to us talk to like talk to you in other forums, and I, I comment on something, and then the next comment is "Hi, Matt." <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I get uh, "Welcome, welcome, welcome." I get that all the time. Brilliant. <laughs> Need to start one for me now, don't we? That's it. It will probably be something very, very inappropriate. Knowing you, Mister Ed and Tracy. <laughs> um, let's let's uh, do our what we've I been need up to. Shit. Yeah, I need a shit. <laughs> oh, that was possibly one of my my uh, favourite outros to uh, to our podcast. Uh, <laughs> possibly one of my favourite. Um, nothing is is more telling about uh, about us as people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, so, what have we been up to? What, uh, Ayrton, What what you been up to? You've got some uh, pretty exciting news, haven't you? Actually. Yeah, um, just been booking a load of gigs recently. Um, biggest one we've got so far, uh, we literally got about half eight this morning. Um, it's on the 26th of May. Um, and we didn't know much about it at the time until we got all the uh, information about it when we uh, confirmed the gig. And it's, um, it's an all day at Rebellion, and it's uh, with the main headline band, someone called Christine Death. If I remember rightly, they are a, um, oh, what are they now? They're like, like an alternative, alternative goth band from awesome. America. Oh, cool. So it's going to be pretty good. What makes a goth band an alternative goth band? Don't like... <laughs> no idea. All, it's, all, it's, goth, it's, it's main, all yeah. goth bands You've got mainstream goth, but then you've got alternative goth, which <laughs> is the kind of goth that even goths go, oh, uh, nah, <laughs> we'll not we'll not have that. That's really fringe kind of music, that is. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that should be a good gig. Yeah, sounds so, it, man. Yeah, it's a, that sounds like an actual proper gig. Oh, yeah, 13 and a half quid tickets. Woof! But it's an, it is an old day, though, so yeah. there is like 10 or 12 bands on. That, yes, so. that's wicked. Wicked stuff. The, the only ticketed gig I've ever done was a charity event where all the ticket money went to the charity. <laughs> yeah, I've done a fair few of them. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not pressuring you there, Etten, but you should give all of your proceeds to charity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the charity of we're recording a fucking album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's legit. I mean, struggling musicians should be charity worthy anyway. Oh yeah. So, um, Matt, what have you been up to since Sunday? Since we, uh... well, we never actually said anything about. So, really, it's since last Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Is I, suppose, right? I suppose so. Yeah. 
So I did a gig on the Friday where um, we turned up on the Thursday night and had the weirdest request from a from a establishment we've ever had before. As we started loading things into the building, they said, can you turn down the low end? We're suffering from subsidence. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a hotel right out on the beachfront, and most of the, the banks of properties along there at one time or another have had reinforcements done to the... the the, the foundations of the properties, but this is on a particular row that hasn't had that done. <laughs> Not these guys. <laughs> they um, like to live dangerously. They're, they're worried about the hotel, because it's under, it was basically, it's a bar underneath the hotel. Yeah. So it's in the basement, and they were worried about the low end <laughs> ruining the foundations even more. Um, so yeah, we were, as we were loading in, so we hadn't even, like, they didn't even know what equipment we had at this point. We were literally, had just walked down the first thing I always bring is my guitars because that's on top of the pile in the back of my car. Yeah. So I've got guitars. Our drummers come in with a bass drum and the the first thing that we get is, can you make sure that there's not too much low end? <laughs> now, like, we're a rock and indie band. We kind of need a bit of low end. So, that's it. Otherwise, I mean, it's we, just jangle, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, we basically just didn't turn the bass up too loud and... Everything else we just did as normal. We were a little bit quieter than we normally are because our drummer used rods instead of sticks because he's the loudest drummer in the world. Yeah, that's that's, so, that's surely going to aggravate some uh, <laughs> some foundations there. That is. Yeah, so we made him use rods, um, which he wasn't a big fan of, but did let us bring the levels down a bit. And it was, to be fair, it was a good, good fun gig. It was somebody's 40th birthday party, and um, the guy decided to buy everybody shots before we went on so the party started at half past seven we went on at nine o'clock at five to nine he did a short speech that thanking everybody for coming to his birthday party and bought everybody a round of tequila nice oh yes that is so everybody was nice and um nice and jolly (laughs) by the time lubricated yeah and then as we finished the first half of the set Fresh pizza arrived from a pizza place around the corner. Oh. So between sets, we managed to have a bit of pizza and then go back on and finish the night. It was class. That sounds like a, a pretty decent gig, to be fair. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah, it was, it, I've played for less, to be honest. <laughs> Shout out tequila and yeah. pizza. Not either or. Well, like. <laughs> I, I personally didn't partake in the tequila oh. because I know what happens when I have tequila and that's... All the contents of my stomach leave my stomach in the wrong direction. Oh dear! That's my natural reaction to tequila, whether I'm sober or whether I'm already half cut. Yeah, I mean tequila. It's it's one of those polarizing drinks, isn't it? It it is only meant for violent things. <laughs> I'm marmite. Yeah, it's, it's like a shot of marmite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh dear me. So yeah, that was good. And then I spent most of Saturday learning songs for the new band. Um, and yeah, we talked about uh, some status quo tunes on the last cast, I believe. I don't think we did because I didn't start learning it until, or we might have mentioned that I had some status quo songs to learn, but I didn't attempt to learn the first one until Saturday just gone. Okay, yeah. So um, I found out that all status quo stuffs in drop. Oh, sorry, Open, Open G. G. Open G, yeah. <laughs> Which is like the weirdest thing in the world. And I was like, 
how the hell am I going to learn this? And I went, oh, I've got a Variax. Oh, it's going to be simple. <laughs> so rather than pissing around with tunings, I was like, what? What they, they play Telecasters, don't they? There's a Telecaster setting on the, on the thing. And then, oh, look, that one says Blues G. What's that? Oh, look, that's the right tuning. <laughs> Does it? Sorted. Uh, yeah. And I've, uh, to be fair, I, I must have spent about an hour and a half in that tuning, messing around, not actually learning the status quo song. And just I, I, I learned a, like a few of the different sections of the status quo song, and every time I'd learned a bit of a section, I was like, "Oh!" And then you could have gone this way instead, and yeah, like yeah. started, yeah, figuring out other status quo songs that weren't down down, which was the one I was supposed to be learning. With <laughs> <laughs> the case though, in it, yeah, yeah. start learning the song, you go off to somewhere else. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the one of one of the great things about that blues G tuning on the um, on the Variax is that. You, you can literally just get a slide and play any any fucking thing that you want and it sounds yeah. amazing yeah yeah no I'm really enjoying it um, I was happy happy and sort of on my way there and then there was a few other songs to learn so Mr. Blue Sky by yeah. Yellow um, where you just basically shelve the tone so I need a guitar with a tone knob for that one because do 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 yeah, it's beautiful. Love that too. Yeah, it's a it's a nice easy um, solo as well. Yeah, it's one of my I love the song. Um, I've, I've always loved a bit of ELO, and there's a bit of like um, Fleetwood Mac to learn as well. So it's go your own way. Roll ground. Yeah, go I know, your own way. I, I, I tell you, we've had this conversation before, Matt. We have definitely we had, had this, this conversation before. Yeah, we did whilst Lee was trying to fix his computer on Sunday. Okay. And don't stop. It was the other one. That's a. Ah, uh, don't stop. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not very guitar driven. That is it. There's absolutely fuck all guitar. It's literally just like bluesy embellishes over a piano. That would be my. Uh, that would be my blues name. That would be bluesy embellishes. <laughs> yeah. So it it literally is just that. So I just get to dick around. Playing blues licks. I mean, there's which, there's, there's yeah. no wrong with uh, no wrong with dicking around with blues licks, is there? No, no wrong. Yeah. So yeah, basically that's all I've done with guitars is learned some new songs and played that gig. Fair play. I mean, on Sunday I hadn't really done a great deal. Um, I I'd been inspired to uh, to pick up my Revelation Telly. Which is the double bound one that I've got with a P90 in the yeah. neck, um, because uh, Alex of Xander Circuitry um, had bought a Revelation. Um, his his Revelation is, uh, I think, the best description would be like a, the bastard child between a jazz master and a and a telly, but then with some really crazy pickups. The the like I think the P ninety sized but two sets of pole pieces like two rows of pole pieces so almost like a humbucker in P ninety format. Okay, and so let me get this right. So it's a jazz master body with a Telecaster bridge. Uh, no, yeah, Telecast- yeah, a Telecaster body. Telecaster body with a jazz master bridge. Yeah. with P nineties instead of the jazz master pickup. Yeah, well, yeah, I think like. P ninety ish, so yeah. I mean, to be fair, humbucking P nineties. That's what we're going to call <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. If they've got two rows of old pieces, humbucking P nineties. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they could literally just be there for 
for show and it could just be a single bar magnet. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, to be honest, that sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's an interesting uh, an interesting concept. Um, I didn't I'd hate probably it. probably wake up with sleep paralysis and that would be in the corner just violently <laughs> shaking at me. <laughs> Uh, but he he, uh, he put up some um, some sound clips of it and it it, it was pretty cool actually um, and he's kind of very kind of 90s alternative and grunge inspired player um, and it, it sounded really good for that he didn't touch the trem though which uh, <laughs> yep <laughs> best uh, best best thing for it yeah <laughs> But um, I think I think one of these times we're gonna have to gonna have to have a look at what Revelation have got to offer because I mean I've got the uh, the telly and he's got that <laughs> really mental yeah. telly hybrid. The, the the weird thing to me is the only Revelation I've ever played was a Jazzmaster. Okay, yeah, but it had a Strat bridge on it because they didn't do Jazzmaster bridges. Yeah. So to find out that they now do do Jazzmaster bridges and they stick them on Telecasters instead of the Jazzmasters. Yeah. Just kind of irks me a little bit. It, it, it's funny, is what it is. It really. Is. <laughs> I think they do do some absolutely mental stuff. Uh, but I was having a chat with Alex um, some uh, maybe like a month or so back, um, and he was, he was saying he really really digs Revelation because they do uh, they do pretty much all of their models in left-handed models as well. And being a left-handed yeah. player. Like that it never happens. Yeah, yeah. So it means it means that he's got access to all of these cool guitars rather than just having <laughs> a black, white or red strat. <laughs> uh, not not calling out any particular con- co- uh, sorry, uh, brands there, are you? Oh no, not at all. But Fender, fuck you. Like <laughs> 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 To be yeah. fair, to be fair, like Gibson do left handed models. Once every like three years or something, and then it's usually like the the bare bare basics as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it, the, yeah. Left-handed people aren't really catered for. No, unless they're smaller. Like smaller brands seem to get it better than the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it, like left-handed people cater for like ten percent of the the guitar population, which doesn't sound like a lot, but then. It's a massive chunk. Yeah, yeah. You think you think how many people you're alienating by giving them like shit options? Alternatively, if you if every country, sorry, every company alienates them all, they they, they then just all have to play right-handed anyway. That fixes the problem as well. <laughs> I think everyone should become a left-handed guitar player for a year, and that'll sort everything out, won't it? Um, it, it, it? I mean, if Joe Strummer was left-handed and could play right-handed, why can't anybody else? Um, I mean, Hendrix did the opposite of that, didn't he? So yeah, I mean, I'm left-handed, but I can play guitar right-handed. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's just much cheaper, isn't it? It's just yeah, cheaper yeah. and easier. That's it. I mean, those are, that's a combination of things that rings uh rings some dollar signs in my my eyes. Cheaper and easier. <laughs> <laughs> but why the hell is it fucking? Why is it cheaper though? Because all you're doing is flipping it around. But you're inverting as well, depending on what the shape yeah, is. Yeah, so it's it, it requires re, resetting and re, um, 
recalibrating. Yeah, recalibrating. It's not like you just bolt the stuff on the back of the strap body instead of the front of the strap body. It's and and I mean that would be pretty cool to see though. Yeah, it requires you making literal mirror images of like the 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 bridge, for example, Um, because if it's got a trim arm on it, you can't have the trim arm above the um, above the strings rather than below, as as per. Um, most guitars. Oh. I know Stevie oh. Ray had <laughs> had his lot of weird yeah. system. Well, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Page, fucking Jimmy Page, fucking Jimmy Hendrix managed fine, didn't he? <laughs> um, yes, I, yes, but I actually think that it would be easier to use a trem arm that was above the strings than below. Yeah. Uh, apart from the the trem arm would then get in the way when you were, you know, picking. So you leave it loose instead instead of having it like so that it it it's stays there you just have it loose and then use it when you need to but you can pull it around with your little finger easier because you just have to move your hand backwards rather than down and backwards maybe maybe um i i'm not convinced but i mean that's or you just don't have a trim yeah that's the other thing i mean that that's the sensible choice for all guitars because trim systems are a pain in the the devil yeah pretty much yeah they just detune everything and yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan. Unless you spend money on them, like if you if you get a, a decent level guitar, they stay in tune for a while. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. They stay in tune, give for or take. a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stay in tune if you don't use them. Like I, the the saw moderns that I've played, I actually used the trem arms on them, and they were still in tune when I put them down. Yeah, I did play them for about fifteen minutes, but yeah, but you weren't doing like. Eddie Van Halen type fucking stuff on it, were you? No, but I'm I never going to yeah. do that ever. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they were not on a sir. Kind of. Yeah, not on a sir. Definitely not. Surely <laughs> not. not. <laughs> uh, someone had to. Come on, shit, dad jokes. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, the revelation was something that I played, and the the revelation telly is is not my go to. It's it's very much kind of. It's very much okay, um, but yeah. it doesn't it doesn't inspire me like some of my others. Um, but when I picked it up uh, like earlier earlier this week, it actually felt really good. So I don't know. I, I, perhaps I judged it a little bit harshly, and I, I hadn't even plugged it in. Um, and it's it's got it's got Fletcher pickups, so <laughs> it's got. So it's going to sound good. Yeah. It's, so <laughs> um, I, I might give it a, a like a proper whirl. I do need to change the strings on it though, because they are shonky. I think is the only yeah only description. Yeah, I've just just ordered like ten sets of strings online because most of my guitars are kind of needing a string change. Yeah, my uh, PR my PRS ones. Speak, Ooh, they bad. Speaking of string <laughs> changes, though, um, I I've received something through the post this week. Received something through the post. I did. I did. Wasn't a letter bomb, was it? It it was not a letter bomb, no. Um, Good. It was. Did it come from a company that rhymes with Betcha Bickle? It, it no, it did not. No. Betcha oh. So, oh. so I received something through the post, which was shaped like a like a, a letter from the alphabet. Oh, I know. Um, yes. Yes. It's um, so it was it was a flying V. Uh, style guitar so it's the Hamer Vector which I, I mentioned on the last cast I'm sure uh, but it actually arrived and the the strings again were <laughs> it had not been looked <laughs> after um, 
it had been it had been left over like left aside for quite a while. But considering that I I didn't pay a great deal at all for it, it yeah. it's it was a very it's a very um, very good guitar, and it's Hamer as well. Like yeah, I, I'm I'm digging it. Um, however, almost instantly uh, playing it sat down, I regretted. <laughs> Did you did you do the classical guitar style? Put the V between like one V between your legs, or did you just let it slide away from you? I think I think that's the episode title there, isn't it? V between your legs. <laughs> I think there's no there's no denying that. Um, that's why I'm kind of glad that my flying V went missing. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I did have uh, I, I sat it kind of like straddling. Uh, on on one one, one leg, legs. Um, yeah. But then to to prevent it from kind of dipping and tilting, I then had to hook m- the leg that it was rested on around the bottom, kind of bottom part of the V to make sure it was it stayed in place. Um, right. So pretty fucking awkward. Um, can, can can I just show you the, the one of these great inventions that they have? A footstool. And and if you, if you see, it, like, like it, it looks like plus, just a, yeah. a, a piece of like why, fabric. Why and then if you just roll it out, it oh. it's got these like circle bits uh, on each end of it, and there's like this adjuster thing, so <laughs> like like a seatbelt on an airplane. And if you put this over one bit of the guitar and this over the other bit, and then put it around your neck and wear it, then you don't have to hold the guitar with your legs. It holds the guitar for you. So Matt, Matt is now showing us a, a vibrating butt plug that's adjustable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so uh, of course I could use a strap for it, but I uh, I didn't have one to hand and, yeah, I went, went I sitting down. that I did have one to hand. Yeah, I don't, so <laughs> when I'm sitting down with it, I don't want it, I don't want the, the strap so tight that it's, it's hoisting any other weight. Usually, when I'm sat down, the the strap doesn't have any of the weight at all. It is just there as a a kind of safeguard if I do drop the guitar. <laughs> if you if you if you sat down and you drop the guitar, if, if, down, you, if, you, yeah. if you suddenly lose both, all of the power in both of your arms, they shoot down to your sides. The guitar doesn't just fall to the floor. Yeah, yeah, you, you've got that. You've got that like next next level of of sa- safety. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I I often do it. Like if I'm gonna like go use my phone or like like grab something from somewhere whilst I'm playing guitar, I don't then don't have to worry about it um, falling off. Um, so yeah, I've I've got that. I've I changed the strings on it. I put some rotos on it, and they've they've done pretty well. Um, it will get Fletcher pickups in it at some point. It will. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Sailor Joe. Um, sent me. Uh, put a comment on the, the picture on Instagram just going, so when are the Fletchers coming in? And I was just like, <laughs> you know me too well. Oh, shout out to Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. What you don't realise, this guitar came from Fletch with pickups and yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's going to happen uh, very soon is I'm going to go to Fletch. I'm going to collect my SG back from him, which now has got Fletch pickups in, and then hand him a flying V and just go, make this gooder. Make this gooder. Um, Make this gooder. So yeah, I mean that that's that's another thing. If that weren't exciting enough, um, last night 
both myself and Mr. Yeomans, we uh, we went out on a little excursion. Was it to was it to a particular store with a a, a duplicated name? It was not. No. It um, was not. So so um, there was a, a little event going on in in Birmingham. Birmingham City Centre, um, okay. featuring a chap with giant noodle fingers. It was a Paul Jump Gilbert Trucy. masterclass. Fuck up. <laughs> yep. So we went to see uh, we went to see Paul Gilbert yesterday, and I've seen Paul Gilbert a few times actually. I've seen him, um, I, I've seen him tour um, solo uh, with with his kind of his band. I've seen him with. Uh, Mr. Big uh, a couple of times as well um, but this is the first masterclass that I've seen Ed's <laughs> not very happy wanker indeed <laughs> wanker I hardly know her um, <laughs> so <laughs> so um, yeah we, we went to see Paul Gilbert uh, masterclass and I mean to set the tone for the night the first thing that he did, he came on and says, "Like, I'm going to be like talking to you about uh, about guitar. Uh, we're going to play some songs and and whatnot. But first of all, here's the Rocky theme, and then he proceeded <laughs> to play just just play the entire Rocky theme. Um, she do, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and with it, he so he was playing." Uh, his uh, his fireman, I think it was an HSH fireman. Um, what colour? It was, I think it was a, a Karina fireman, so it's kind of natural, but with an amber tint. Yeah, very very classy looking. Um, but on the scratch plate, he had, well, he, he, he later went on to explain it, he had a magnet underneath the scratch plate. And then he had a uh, guitar slide that stuck to that magnet. That's fucking genius. It is absolutely fucking genius. Um, and I'd now have to do that. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I was, I was thinking, I was thinking that would be the, the the possible only reason for having a scratch plate on a Les Paul because it's because it doesn't sit flat on the body. You could literally stick like stick adhesive a scratch um a, a, ma- a like a bar magnet underneath the scratch plate and then have the the slide rest on the scratch plate so i might be putting my uh i might be putting my scratch plate back on my les paul purely for the reason of attaching a slide to it how often do you use a slide with your les paul um, I use a slide. I mean, in in my band, stupidly, I uh, I wrote a song where I, I uh, I've got a a guitar solo where half of the solo is I, I play on a slide. Okay. And how I usually do it, I've got a slide resting on top of my amp, and then just yeah. before the solo, I'll I'll walk over, grab the grab the slide, and do the wow 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 wow, do all this slide bit, and then the moment because I I go from a, a slide lick, I have to then go into like normal finger style uh, 
finger style, just regular played, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, played notes. So I do the first kind of two phrases with my two fingers, <laughs> with the slide still on the on the finger, and then there's a tiny little gap where I can walk like. I'm I'm already over by my amp and I can just kind of throw the <laughs> throw the slide down at the amp uh, and then do some mad legato. Yeah, I had a funny story. I did that once. I had a slide solo and I forgot it was near the end of the solo, so I didn't walk over back to my amp. I started I just, just fucking flung my hand. It flew off and it hit the bass player right in the fucking right in his dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like. Yeah, that's it. Home in Beacon. Yeah, he wasn't best in, <laughs> best impressed. No, because the slides are surprisingly heavy. Oh yeah, and it was a brass one as well, quite thick as well. So it's like oh, Clonk. yeah. So I don't know whether you're aware, but there are now slides that are about the same length as a fretboard, but allow your finger to bend either side because of the way they're cut. Okay. Um, I, I saw a video on the Guitar Geeks channel, so if you head to his channel, you'll find it somewhere. I bought one um, with the intention, because obviously Seven Nation Arnaby has a slide solo yeah. in it, well. and um, I decided that that can fuck off because I can't play slide and I'll just use an octave <laughs> pedal. But, uh, yeah, awesome. But um, I did buy one, and... If you can use a slide, they're really good, but I can't use a slide, especially as I've got all my guitars have got fairly low action. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm very good at I'm very good at accidentally fretting instead of <laughs> using the slide, That's and it. then you just get that horrible. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there. They need they need like a flexible one, don't they? A flexi slide. Well, this this is literally just slightly bigger than like the middle length of my third finger so if i stick it on my third finger i can bend my finger over the top and play normal guitar okay because you, you like i can't fully bend my finger but i can bend it enough to get it over the top of the slide and play normal guitar licks and also you can play slide if you straighten your finger yeah i mean i, I like the like the idea of having a, a magnetized slide obviously it doesn't work if you've got a glass slide uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see somebody trying that. Put the slide on the thing, taking the hand away, and ah, smash it on the floor. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought I thought it was a, a genius thing. So yeah, we went to see um, Paul Gilbert Mass class, and there was, <laughs> there was um, so he did a lot of tunes where he played um, mainly all of the bits. So. The most kind of most impressive for me was he played um owner of a lonely heart by yes um but played all of the the weird synth stabs as well <laughs> right okay so he's like so rather than just doing the and then silence yeah so like yeah, it, but then he played like the vocal lines as well. So yeah, he was he was working much harder than he needed to. Fucking talented asshole. He, yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he he showed us some uh, some cool little tricks and and whatnot. And he's he was going, yeah, it's really easy. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're just very good. Did yeah. any of you say that to him? Uh, thoroughly. Uh, I mean, we, we, we got to... Cause after the meet and greet, he did like a, a little photo shoot with everyone. So you just you joined the queue. And I did say to him, thank, thank you, thank you, Mr. Gilbert, um, for the licks that I have stolen. Um, because clearly, they're not all mine. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. ones that I can play of yours. The, the <laughs> ridiculous ones, you can keep those. Yeah. But yeah, he did some <laughs> he, he did some wicked tunes, and he did he actually played some pretty mean blues, which um, oh, his, his blues playing is mean. Yeah, you heard his new song that he put up on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. I probably did last night. Yeah, that's that's bluesy as hell. That's like yeah, oh, so good. Yeah, he said that the um, his his new like one of the tunes from his new album is pretty much just C seven. Um, but then, then proceeded to play lots of things which were not C7. <laughs> uh, bless him. Uh, that's genius. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good lad. Um, it's al- almost as good as when I went to see Lemmy and he said, here's one off our new album, it's called Written Behind His Head and he <laughs> couldn't fucking remember it and he just went, ah, let's play the song. Fuck <laughs> it, let's get on with it. Classic Lemmy. Classic. But in like Paul Gilbert practically fucking deaf as well. Um, yeah, I mean he's no, he's hearing. I've his, heard a few his, of them. It, yeah, it's 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 um it's not good. Yeah, um, but yeah, I well, mean for all of the quiet hearing that he can't do, if he turns his amp up just a little bit louder, he can hear it again. <laughs> and uh, one of one of the um, the kind of crowning achievements of of the night um, was his just his immaculate tone, and it just sounded like massive and fat. And I almost guarantee that that was a mojo mojo. <laughs> I can almost guarantee it. Really? Is he a mojo mojo player? He is, yeah, yeah. He's he's renowned yeah. for um, for using the mojo yeah, mojo. Mojo mojo, yeah. He's renowned for his mojos. He is, yes. Right, I reckon it's it's probably time we should do some news. Yeah, probably. Um, so we we've got a, got a few things. So let's consult the paper. Um, Lizzie Hale, Lizzie Hale. I'm sure we mentioned her about about a year ago. Lizzie Hale. Hailstorm. 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 Yeah, hailstorm. Yep. So Lizzie Hale. There we is go. Somebody in the know from a band yeah. called Hailstorm who play. What do they play? Um, they play music. They play music. What, there you what go. Style, what style of music? Yeah. Rock. The rock, the, the rock music. Yeah, they play some the rock of that. Music. There, rock music. Indeed, yeah. some of that weird stuff. So, Lizzie Hale. Um, I, I believe last year we mentioned that she had a Gibson signature. Now they've bought out an Epiphone uh, version of that. So it's an Explorer. Uh, it's like almost uh, like like a pearl white, uh, and it's got gold trimmings. So gold. Um, binding and a gold scratch plate and gold gold pickups. Um, Everything that the uh, her actual bike Gibson has then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 very much based on that, but it's at a more affordable price. Although yeah. the price <laughs> they didn't mention. Um, oh no, <laughs> I wonder why. I know the price. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, I'd say safely probably about seven hundred ish. 
Maybe maybe a little thirty quid. Oh, is it? Seven hundred thirty quid, including fat. There you go. So I, I, I guessed that one pretty well. Um, and if you do finance, it's available from £22.69 per month with Andertons. <laughs> All right, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Salesman. Other guitar shops are available. Uh, <laughs> Someone fucking give me a job in a guitar shop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Grover Tuners, um, Alnico Classic Pro uh, Humbuckers as well, which sound pretty, pretty good, to be fair. Um, what are we thinking? What's uh, what's the skinny on the Lizzie Hale? Yeah, I mean it's, I it, it's a it's a an all right guitar. It's a little bit more expensive than I thought it was going to be, but I mean, you know. for the fact that it, I mean it's competitive with a lot of the other um, Epiphone signatures that are out. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. So, I mean, it's a bit uh, sexy though, isn't it? Yeah, I, 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 mean, I think the, looks, the look is pretty uh, pretty spot on. Yeah, and, and you get a hard case and a signed certificate of authenticity. I mean, if I knew, if I knew who Lizzie Hale was, um, that might hold a bit more weight. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, we mentioned like at the end of uh, at the end of last year about the uh, the Ibanez Jiva. Um, for Nita Strauss and just saying how how awesome it is that um that women are starting to get some uh some recognition in the kind of uh in in the guitar gear world now. Yeah. Uh and the the Jeeva is very much a, like a badass rock machine. And so is this uh this Lizzie Hale uh, explorer as well. Oh yeah. So, Big time. Um, yeah, I, I've I've gone on record as to say, like I am very much not a fan of uh, of the Saint Vincent. Uh, oh, it's hideous, the Saint Vincent. <laughs> like, I, it, yeah, I don't think we've really spoken about it because it's not really been newsworthy in the last year or two. But yeah, fucking hell, it looks like somebody stuck together some bits of offwood that they've. Off cuts that they've had lying around, and people are <laughs> raving over it, and it just looks dreadful. Like, honestly, I challenge our listeners to find a worse looking guitar than the St. Vincent and tag me in it in the, the Facebook group, the Fretwork Facebook podcast group, because yeah. I don't think you will. There's, some, uh, there's a challenge there. There's a challenge You're to on. be had. <laughs> um, yeah, I. I'm I'm not a fan of it. I think it looks like um, they. I can't remember which guitar company did it, but they, there was a Budweiser logo um, guitar, oh, and it looks um, it looks very similar. Yeah, I can't think who it is now. Yeah, um, but the 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 Lizzie Hale Explorer is. Uh, it's a guitar that I would I would definitely get behind. I'd I'd rock that. Um, so yeah, I think. Generally speaking, uh, thumbs up all around that one. Um, I reckon we'll go. We'll go for another Ma- guitar first. Um, <laughs> that's horrible. BC that, Rich Draco. That is that. Yeah, that's horrendous. <laughs> it's not not as bad as this event. I, I don't know. I'd, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably play the Saint Vincent before I play the Draco, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right, so. Um, 
we'll go for the guitars first. So Squire, um, known for their um, awesomeness, pretty much. They they've been knocking it at the park for many many years with the classic vibe stuff. They've yep. recently kind of amalgamated the classic vibe to include uh, a lot of what the the vintage, vin- vintage modifieds were kind of aiming towards. So mm-hmm. uh, it's it's pretty kind of universal. The classic vibe is it's pretty much like your your step up from uh, Squire affinities and Squire standards. It's the the kind of the premium range for Squire, isn't it? It is. Uh, so they do, they are doing an FSR, uh, classic vibe Esquire. Yeah, sound. I love one. I think I think it's about time that that happened. So yeah, es- uh, people are always calling for Esquires, aren't they? Like to me personally, I like to have the option of two pickups, even if I don't use one of them very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's the only reason why I I probably wouldn't buy this is because I I really like neck pickups, but I love the fact that they're doing it. I love the fact that they're making an Esquire. Yeah, um, it's just another thing where Esquire are listening to what people are saying and following through and giving us what we want. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if Gibson were doing the same, we'd have Epiphone uh, Les Paul Juniors kicking about. Yeah, and we don't. Pretty much. Not that I'm aware of anyway. I've not seen any. Um I mean there's there's nothing to say that like the um the Epiphone SL uh isn't kind of scratching that itch and, and whatnot. I mean it's definitely not scratching that itch, is it? It's, it's yeah, a child's but... toy. It's not a guitar, it's a child's <laughs> toy. Like as much as everybody on the internet bought one to do put their put in their videos. Yeah. Everybody, every single person who's bought one has admitted that it was absolutely trash. Yeah, it it, not, it weren't worth... it weren't great, and the I mean, since they've pretty much all got rid of them, haven't they? Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. However, classic vibe stuff is pretty much like it's, it, say it, call it. I mean, it's the reason why they had to uh, upgrade the made in Mexico stuff, the Mexican standards, is because. <laughs> the classic vibes were absolutely shitting over them in terms of like quality and sound, sound quality, and build quality as well. It's a safe bet if you don't want to buy, if you don't have that much money to buy a USA Defender, you go with that, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I I would I wouldn't uh, feel any shame rocking up to a gig with a, a classic vibe. I'd pretty much. I'd be happy to take one from the guitar guitar shop wall and go and play a gig with it that night. Yeah. That's that's how confident To be honest, I'd be that confident I'd do a tour with it. Yeah, yeah, fair play. Um Yeah. I mean I've 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 ne- I've played played them in guitar shops for short periods of time and I've never had an issue with them. They're they're comfortable guitars to play, they sound great. Yeah. They're built like a fucking tank as well. Yeah, yeah, I've absolutely. Not, I've, I've, I've not played the new Mexicans to sort of compare it to, but no, the, the certainly n- against the old Mexicans, I'd have picked the, the classic vibe. Yeah, the the new Mexican, the the player series, um, they're actually very good. They are like the yeah, next level up from it, um, and it it makes it a lot a lot more difficult to um, to to make that choice now. 
it pretty much just comes down to whether you want Squire on the headstock or Fender on the headstock. Um, but so the the um, Squire Classic Vibe uh, Esquire, uh, it's in a in a Olympic white, I think, maybe uh, maybe Arctic white. I don't know. Um, I think I think it was Olympic because it's slightly more creamy. Um, vintage tint neck, nine point five radius, which is good because because it's an Esquire, they might have aimed towards a seven point two five. 21 uh, narrow tall frets, which are not my preference, um, but the it, it will be fine. Uh, and an Alnico 5 pickup in the bridge. Um, with your Esquire as well, you've got your three-way switch that does... Um, different tones. Yeah, so you've got uh, like a tone, uh, a tone cap. Um, I think one is just bridge pickup, no adornments. One is yeah. with the tone circuit, and then one is it's it's like a jazz jazz circuit, so it rolls a lot of the tone off. Um, yeah. It was it was intended to be a bass uh, sound. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Before basses were yeah, before that yeah, before basses were kind of um, standardized. So yeah, there's there's that right. Let's let's hit some pedals. Um, Dan Electro, always always good for a laugh. Um, usually, uh, usually we mention their their guitars, uh, but yeah, Dan Electro also do pedals. Um, they've, I mean, we they hinted at uh, some kind of vintagey um, relicy pedals not so long back, uh, but they've actually they've actually come to fruition now. Uh, so the, there are two in the range. We've got the the Eisenhower fuzz. Um, so let's have a have a look at some of the the details of that. So it's uh, it got four four dials. It's got gain, volume, bass, and treble. But it's also got a uh, little mini toggle, which is a flat sculpt, which uh, kind of takes some of the mid out uh, to give. I'm assuming to give that more kind of. Uh, muffy style fuzz. <laughs> yeah. You can't not giggle when you say muff. Yeah. Or muff fuzz. That's it. Look at my muff fuzz. <laughs> it's not the 70s. Put it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, Eisenhower fuzz. So, the fact that it's got uh, the the contour for your, your bass and treble is, is very good because... I think fuzz, uh, as as a as a general uh, effect, can be very difficult to sit in a mix mm-hmm. because everything's being so squashed. Yeah, it it finds uh, it finds it difficult to kind of poke its way through the the um, the spectrum. The yeah, frequencies you, you kind of have to have the volume a lot louder than everything else before you can really hear it in a live mix. Yeah. At which point, everybody else in the band is looking at you going, what the fuck <laughs> is that noise you made? Yeah. You turn it off. Well, yeah, why well, can we <laughs> feel your guitar effects before we can hear it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you say, like having bass and treble as well as, I know it's not a, a mid-control, but it's yeah. it's a toggle switch to kind of try and find that, that ground that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you've got, like, I assume it's like, Without the 
um, flat sculpt on, you've got a, like a more pronounced mid and then less pronounced mid. So you can you can scoop it, but then you can also uh, you could also have like a mid push by pushing the bass and the treble down and keeping the yeah. the mid static. So it gives it gives you quite a quite a decent bit of tonal shaping. And which for first, <laughs> I love how, I love how they word it. Sculpt setting scoops mids and boost space for outrageous in your face tone. Such fun. <laughs> it's like great, great description. It, yeah, I mean it, it's um it it tells you what kind of sound you'll be expecting with it. Um, yeah. So they, they they also do another one as well, which is the. Uh, the breakdown overdrive, um, which this is a bit of a strange one because it's got a volume uh, pot, but it's got a six-way position uh, switch, uh, like a, a rotary switch. So it almost looks like another pot. Um, so the first... Is that, is that the volume? The volume is on six? No, no. Dots. So you've got a volume and this six-way position thing. And that, oh, right. that's Sorry. it, it, it basically yeah. is like the setting, like the preset for your, your pedal. So the first three are kind of light, light overdrives. They're saying these are your always on settings, the kind of tonal enhancements, but not really, not really pushing it too hard. And then four yeah. through to six are where it, it really drives the front end of your, uh, the front end of your amp. So <laughs> very, very strange uh, pedal. Yeah, very not normal. Like, I, I, I'm not aware of any other drive pedal that doesn't have a gain knob as such. It has a gain yeah, a, a gain switch. switch. Yeah, like a gain preset. I mean, it it almost sounds like somebody's found some settings on a Line Six Spider and gone. We'll take that one, that one, that one, that one, and that one, and stuck them in on a switch, doesn't it? Yeah, but but it's it's a different way of doing things, and it. Rather than having that kind of infinite tweakability and and perhaps being lost in the settings a, a little bit and just trying to find find that sweet spot, you've got like you've got six settings, so you could go well, yeah, like position two and three are my sweet spot. Those are the ones I like. When have you ever been overwhelmed by a drive pedal? <laughs> I haven't, but like, the, I, it's a you know, it's a usual set and forget kind of thing for me. The yeah, drive. The only drive pedal I can think of that you'd be confused by is the Origin. You know the the oh the yeah, one that's got yeah, like yeah. seven hundred and thirty knobs on it. Just fucking, just looks really confusing, and you want to stay well away from. Like that, I can understand you getting confused by, but you know, a three knob hotcake that's got level, presence, and gain. <laughs> Slow down there, Mister Technical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That wouldn't make it true bypass, would it? No. Well, it hasn't. True, true bypass. Oh, you not wouldn't want it fucking about your sound, then, would you? Yeah. No, so yeah. It, it, oh no, that's it, noise, isn't it? True bypass. Yeah. So it it, it might be yeah. it might be a, more of a transparent sounding drive. Um, it from what I heard on the the uh, the demos for it, it sounded pretty decent. To be fair, it's but, weird that like usually you have a tone knob, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean. There are there are pedals that don't have uh don't have tone knobs and, and pretty much take the um the EQ of, of whatever component it's is doing the driving. 
Yeah. I'm starting to... Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm starting to remember these pedals because I, I researched them before Friday, ready for... Sorry, before Sunday, and then I haven't looked at them since. And I yeah. thought, are these the ones that have been quote-unquote relic? Relic, yes, yeah. So that's their Where kind somebody of... somebody has run a selling point, yeah. <laughs> like, it works for a guitar because... That's where you're gonna like your arms gonna rub, and it sort of works for a guitar. Yeah. On a pedal, who's rubbing their foot along the side of the pedal to rub off that specific spot of paint? Yeah, it's it's not, it's not it, that, is it's it? On, yeah, like I I don't like over relic guitars. I like you know natural relics and yeah. you know fairly brushed like that. I understand, but like a pedal, if you're gonna relic a pedal, just chip bits of random bits of paint off. Don't rubber sander along it because it just looks <laughs> fucking terrible sorry yeah absolutely I'm, I'm, I'm sorry like to take away I, I know we should be talking about the sound of these pedals and and you know what, what they do to your, your toe but it would irritate me to look at this on my board but I mean part part of the uh, the unique selling point of this pedal is the fact that it, it has got that relic job um, and I, I don't think it it's a, a a good relic job for a pedal because pedals chip they don't yeah. they don't rub you get little yeah. chips out of it yeah i think we were saying this before or after one of the last casts we did like yeah you leave a pedal in a box like of leads and yeah you know that's yeah. how it's going to relic, it gets or, battered, it's gonna relic. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah or if you leave leads on top of your pedal when you put your pedal boards back in its case that kind of thing then it scratches away in certain positions. It's not going to neatly rub along the same line over and over again no, until it wears not. through the paint. It's just going to chip right away. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a fair few pedals that like the 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 little chips out of the out of the pedal, yeah. and it and it looks it looks so much better. I've got a, yeah. an absolutely absolutely shagged um, Digitech uh, Screaming Blues. Um, and it looks so badass because because of all the like little bits that have chipped off and like the the screaming blues is kind of worn away a little bit as well and it just it looks it looks so much better. Yeah. Um, so I, I do I do like kind of battered looking pedals, but they have to be battered in the in in a in the good way. Yeah, in a vintage yeah. correct way. <laughs> vintage correct. That's it. Yeah, vintage, vintage correct for a fucking Digitech screaming blue. But it it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. To be um, fair, that circuit's probably like twenty five years old at this point. Indeed, yeah. I, and it's it's. I um, don't don't think I'm standing on any toes or letting out any information here. But it's based on the the uh, the BD two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's just say, right, it's not vintage until you've had to put new knobs on it because you've kicked them off at some point or they broke off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got a fair yeah, few that, that require that, to be honest. Um, but from from that entire range as well, like, because there was the uh, there was the, the Bad Monkey, the, Vin, uh, the Screaming Blues, the Hothead, they all kind of... Um, uh, the the death metal as well and the oh the grunge. death metal grunge <laughs> yeah. apart f- yeah. uh, apart from the grunge I think they were all kind of inspired by quotations yeah. um, some boss pedals I mean they they all were also the, I mean the the housings of the pedals themselves were very bossy yeah very very bossy yeah. yeah but <laughs> the thing that almost all of them did which was it completely wiped the floor with the boss stuff. Is they had a two band EQ. 
<laughs> which like again it it just yeah. it it makes everything so much better um yeah. and with the the bad monkey you could dial the amount of bass that the the tube stream tube screamer style circuit cut and then you your treble control was pretty much like a tone control um so it was yeah it was ultimately more um more tweakable more uh, usable yeah yeah very very much so I, I really really rated that um that series of pedals i thought they were really good uh and aside from the bad monkey they've pretty much fallen by the wayside Mm. Yeah. yeah, very much so. But uh, yeah, uh, like I say, I think that they're, they're, I think they're wicked. Um, yeah. I think we're going to do one, uh, one last, one last one. Uh, we can't really do one without the other, so we'll do a, we'll do a one last double whammy combined. Yeah. So, uh, Joyo, uh, as as we mentioned last week with the War One and the War Two. <laughs> so they they have released something which is absolutely awesome so one of their first pedals that i was uh, made aware of was the d seed which was uh it's a digital uh delay but it it had two uh foot switches and i think you could choose between it being a tap tempo or between it being like a preset um, mode so you can have two different uh, two different modes with it um so this they've they've done an update on that so the dc2 um and there's so many features on it i, I actually need to read this uh so it's stereo uh, it's got eight modes so space lo-fi filter tape copy analog mon uh, 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 mod there we go sorry uh, and reverse um it's also got a built-in looper um it's got two seconds like up to two seconds of delay time which is fucking ridiculously long it's got a uh, a little flick switch in the center which uh, just says ping pong um and if if you flick that it does the stereo uh ping pong delay trick yeah um and that's that. that's on that. any setting as well that's so that that ping pong mode um and it's also one of the knobs is like a subdivision knob, so you can have just like your straight, uh, straight subdivision. And then you can have like dotted, uh, dotted eighths, um, and then so, and with the ping pong as well, having it bouncing across multiple sides of a, a stereo image makes it like insanely useful. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that effect. Um... It's something that I play around with fairly often. Um, not with guitar pedals, actually, but when I'm doing the, the sound and lighting company, when I work for them and do any sound, their desk has a, a setting in the desk itself oh, awesome. for you to do it with vocals and stuff. Oh, nice. Um, and you can really wind people up when they're doing their sound check and they go one, two, and then it goes one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, <laughs> one, two, <laughs> out of each side. Just, I love that. Reason 364, why Matt is a bastard. <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I do things like that it's why people hate sound technicians because of Matt that's it yeah it's, it's well, the best thing is this is like the only time I ever do it is like at the daytime at like a festival thing so this is this is whilst people are sort of sat outside the tent waiting for the next act to go on and they're going oh can I just check me level 
So they, they do one, two, a couple of times, and I'm like, I already know that the level's there because you're using the same microphone as the last person. Yeah. And you're talking at the same volume, so I know it's fine. And then the next time they do it, I click the click the delay on, and then they go one, two, and it one, goes two, one, two, one, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, yeah. one, two. Yeah. And they're looking around like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Who said that? <laughs> uh, so- like, oh, sorry, it's a malfunction on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy shit that sound engineers say. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the Joy of DC two. It's got the same same thing. So it's got a tap tempo, but I think it also has a a preset mode. Um, so it's two two foot switches. Comes in at eighty nine dollars. That's nothing. Yeah, it's it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? But de- delay pedal with all that stuff in it. Yeah. If the sound quality is good, that that's a a, a really good price. Yeah, and I'd I'd like to. I mean, because I didn't I didn't manage to get my hands on one of the uh, one of the D seeds, um, but I'd like to get my hands on one of the 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 D C T because it seems like it's it's aiming for that kind of flashback market, and although it's not quite as, I mean, because the the flashback too with the like mash technology and the tone print stuff, it's another league. But you're talking a good like. What like 100, yeah, hundred and hundred and fifty ish, is it? I think so. And I mean that's that's not ridiculously priced for what you get in there either, to be fair. No, not at all. But if if you if you know that you're not gonna use some of the like more outlandish features, which to be fair, I probably wouldn't. Um I'd like to say that I've got them there available. But I like being realistic, I probably wouldn't use the mash function. I probably wouldn't use uh, the tone print stuff for it. Yeah. So I mean, I've, I've I've owned the Hall of Fame Hall of Fame Mini and the the uh, whatever the Mini Flash Mini Flashback. Yeah, whatever the, the Mini Flashback's one. called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the only one I've ever used a tone print on is the Hall of Fame, and that's only because we did a song where I needed a phaser at a time when I didn't have a phase on the board, and I knew I could get a phased <laughs> reverb oh. by doing it for the... <laughs> so I cheated. I suppose that's one way of doing it. Um, but as as well as the, the DC, they also... So there are series of pedals which seems to be releasing a new one every week. I mean, we, we only mentioned the, the ones that really interest us. Um, but this, this one I thought was really, uh, really quite good. So the R12, which is the band controller... So essentially, ten band graphic EQ, um, but as well as that, has an overall level control as well. So, uh, I mean, because it's ten band, they say that it's it's suitable for not only guitar but keyboards and bass too, because it's quite a um, quite a large uh, frequency range. Um, but yeah, like ten ten band EQ. I think the the next the next kind of Competitor to that would be uh, MX, the MXR, yeah, the MXR, and that's is that a twelve band? Either? Yeah, twelve band, yeah. But the, I mean, that's that. So this again coming in at eighty nine dollars. Um, the next one, the next one up, the MXR, will probably again another sixty quid on top of that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, um, EQ pedals insanely useful insanely useful um i mean 
having a 10 band EQ with a an overall level controller as well. You could have it as an attenuator. You could have it as a, a, a boost pedal with tonal shaping. You could use it to, uh, like, instead of stacking another drive onto your drive pedal, you could use it to shape yeah. your drive pedal to be a completely different sound. Um, it's such a good thing. No. Yeah. Oh. Um, swinging it back to Paul Gilbert as well, um, there was a video where he used a, um, I think he used like a, a GE7 um, and dialed it in in a certain way and he, he got his like driving Marshall amp, slapped this, uh, this EQ pedal on and then it became a clean guitar signal, almost like the kind of underdrive um, concept. That's pretty fucking cool. So, I think that's probably where we we're gonna end it for today, because we are uh, we're we're a good hour, hour into this. Um. So, if you want to catch us online, you go facebook.com. Um, you go in groups and you'll find us in the Fret Talk podcast group, and where this week you need to try and show Matt a guitar that is. Uh, <laughs> Uglier, uglier than the St. Vincent. I guarantee I can't see anybody doing it. Mm. I don't... I Literally, Ayrton went pointy. I'm not... Like, I'd rather pointy than that. At least pointy follow some kind of thing. Like, there, there's a, there is a shape there. Yeah. It just has bits of points on it, whereas the St. Vincent is just offcuts together <laughs> right we'll, we'll leave that one for the uh for the um the podcast group um if you want to catch me uh online you go facebook.com slash budget pedal chap instagram.com slash budget pedal chap youtube you'll find me as budget pedal chap and hopefully this week will be another video if i can get time to edit it if not then it will be coming soon um matt you are pretty much on everything as heel underscore MacQ. So that's yep. um, Instagram. Yep. You are on uh, Twitter. Yeah. You do Twitch live streaming as well. I do. And you are also part of the Bad Bookers podcast. I am. So, yeah. If you like wrestling, go check it out. And Ayrton, you are uh, facebook.com slash The Sin Circus uh, yeah, to find your awesome band uh, who are doing... Uh, some pretty uh, pretty meaty uh, gigs coming up soon. So if you if you are in and around, and where was where was that gig we're saying? Was it Manchester? Uh, Manchester. So if you yeah. are in and around the Manchester area, get get yourself down to that and uh, check our very own Ayrton. Uh, pretty much kicking some arts. Uh, oh yes. So um, I extend a very large thank you to to all of our listeners and i i extend um an extra special thank you to the to the people who tried to tune in on sunday as well um the technical issues were out of our control and rest assured that we are <laughs> we're trying to beat the little gremlins that uh made that not not a viable option so that we can come come back uh the following week with with our live liveliness, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, thank thank you for listening because 
we we appreciate your um your listenership so from myself mr budget pedal shop from mr ed and tracy from yo matt quine bye matt bye matt <laughs> it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week Oh man! When did you put the pinch harmonic bit in? It will happen. I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll re-record it on the flying V, and then there, there will be no no other option but to to add. You know what we need to do? We need to get a Miku pedal and do that on the Miku pedal. Yeah, Oh, it'd be so good. I'm still recording that <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's the end of the year. Uh... Yeah, I think I think we found, found our end of the podcast.